USC's recruiting has gotten better. It's gotten bigger. It's gotten faster. It's gotten stronger. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free and I really, really, really do appreciate your support. It's real easy for you to show your appreciation for the show, especially if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that red subscribe button. It's free. And you know what else means a whole lot to the show? Hit that thumbs up. And because I come at you five times a week and you don't want to miss an episode, hit that bell notification button. Speaking of, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on today so you can get started. Folks, we can rebuild them. We have the technology. We have the capabilities to make the world's first perfect college football team. We can make it better than it was before. Better, stronger, faster. Okay. Those of you who are old enough, you recognize that I'm doing the uh, whole $6 million man, Steve Austin meme. But I'm not talking about the $6 million man. I'm talking about the USC Trojans in 2023 and beyond. USC has invested millions into her football program. And I'm not just talking about over her history. I'm talking about recently. And they're planning on investing, investing uh, hundreds of more millions uh, Got new performance facility coming up. However, uh, right now, USC's recruiting is starting to see the return on its Lincoln Riley million dollar investment, multi-million dollar investment. Prior to Lincoln Riley, and even last year, USC was being considered as a team that can be pushed around and out-recruited. Well, USC decided to push back. And now they're starting to recruit like a bionic team, staying on that theme, so to speak. The last time uh, Locked on USC, I spoke to you, uh, we were heading into the July 4th uh, holiday weekend. So here we are. You're making Locked on USC your first listen on Monday, July 3rd. We were uh, heading into the weekend, though. We were waiting for a couple of commitment announcements. Well, they arrived. So here we go. USC, they literally, they finished the month of June, bigger, faster, and stronger, and not just overall, but let's focus on the defense. With last week's five commitments, USC now has 17 total in their class. We, we've, we talked about Ryan Pelham and Marquise Gallegos and offensive lineman Makai Sana, Sena. Um, on Friday, Braylon Connerly excuse me, Braylon Connolly <laughs> joined the party. Defensive back out of the state of Texas. So now USC's recruiting class, they currently sit ranked number five in the country, according to the ON3 database. They're behind the number one team, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida's third, Alabama's number four, USC number five. So I mentioned Braylon Connolly. Uh, 
I don't know if you got a chance to watch his commitment ceremony. Really neat. Uh, he unveiled his own trophy case of Trojan memorabilia, and he kind of let the world know, hey, this is the this is where I'm going. I'm a USC Trojan, and he became the fifth defensive back in the class. Uh, he's joining Marcellus Williams, Dakota Fields, Marquise Gallegos, and uh, let's not ever forget the safety out of Florida, Jarvis Boatwright Jr. So, um, Brian, he stands six foot one. He's 175 pounds. And when he joined, he became the 16th commit. I know they have 17. We'll get there. We're getting there. Stay with me. Um, but when he became, when, when Brian jumped on, he became USC's 16th. And the, uh, the most recruiting services, they rank, they see him as a safety but the Trojans are recruiting him as a cornerback. So if you weren't aware of that, now you are. And even though he's only rated a three-star, his offer list far outweighs his star ranking. USC, Texas, Michigan, Georgia, TCU, Oregon, Arkansas, Auburn, Louisville, Washington, Kansas State, Utah, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Colorado. I mentioned Colorado because... Coach Primetime, considered one of the best defensive back coaches in his own mind. Um, so this is why I always suggest look at the programs that are offering rather than the stars. That's going to give you the gauge of how good or potentially how good this prospect can be. One of the people uh, who trains Braylon, I'm just saying Brian, Braylon Connolly, I apologize, Braylon is his seven-on-seven seven coach, uh, Ro Simon. I've met Ro on a couple occasions uh, during his, when he's come out to California. This is Ro's view of Braylon. Quote, he's definitely underrated. With his length, his size, and his intangibles, being able to play safety, nickel, and on the boundary, he de he's definitely going to help out USC in a way that you can't even put into words, end quote. By the word, by the way, that word intangibles, you everydayers, if you watched last week, that was the word I was searching for, intangible. <laughs> anyway, Braylon's dad offered a perspective on why uh, they chose, the family chose, uh, felt that USC was the best choice. If you're truly serious about academics, that's some powerful stuff they have out there at USC. Those are his words of wisdom. From Braylon's father. As I mentioned, Braylon ended USC's month of June recruiting on a roll. Well, USC wasn't done. They got the month of July off started with a bang. Literally, they, USC got its 4th of July weekend with a kaboom. This is what they needed. They, they, hadn't, they had not received a commitment for their defensive line class for their 2024 cycle. Well, they have one now. Defensive tackle, David Palapala, out of out of the state of Pennsylvania. And he chose USC over the hometown favorite, Penn State, as well as Michigan. Um, and, you know, depending on your sources, some thought the Wolverines were his destination. David will tell you he was heading to Penn State. That was until Sean Nua did what he does. So according to David, um, he was all committed to the Wolverines. Well, 
Paula Paula became USC's 17th commitment in the USC's 2024 class. And he is the eighth on the defensive side of the ball. So you can't get an even 50-50 split with 17. But USC is half the class, essentially, is on the defensive side. What does he bring to the table? Well, he's going to bring six foot three, 305 pounds of pure boss man to the middle of USC's defensive line. So, again, he might re only be rated as a three-star. Like, let's look at his offer sheet. He had offers from USC, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida, Notre Dame, Tennessee, South Carolina, Oklahoma, Auburn, Miami, Wisconsin, I don't know what world you live in. Uh, he's probably just waiting for that fourth star. Remember, all of these evaluations happened either during their junior season in high school or during this off season, during the camp season. These guys are gonna get re-rated again during their senior season of high school, which they're gonna be playing shortly, soon. As I mentioned, David is the first traditional defensive lineman uh, to commit in USC's 2024 cycle. This is how the young man describes himself. Love his confidence. Quote, I'm dominant, I'm explosive. Okay, I like it. <laughs> Quick backstory for those who aren't aware of where David grew up. Uh, he's originally from Alaska. Brandon Peely, also from Alaska. He grew up a Trojan fan, quote, dream school, end quote. If you're watching on, if you're not watching, I put up the finger quotes. Uh, and again, it was pretty much, he was locked in between Michigan and Penn State. That was until Sean Nua got involved in his recruitment. And David said his relationship was able to develop in one month with Sean Nua. Just one month. That's all it took. And it was, it, it was significant. And he said that he couldn't overlook the fact that USC, the coaches, would spend so much time recruiting a player on the other side of the country. Quote, that was big for me. They're taking a chance on me, fighting really hard. Coach Nua was always in contact. I had to give, I had to give him that chance, end quote. He also said this about Coach Nua after his commitment ceremony. He, he, he did this with uh, Scott Schrader, WeRSC.com's Scott Schrader. He's the greatest defensive line coach in the country, end quote. So David is obviously really stoked to play for USC. Uh, he also added, I'm so excited to play in the Big Ten. It's unreal. And for my dream school, we're going to have one of the toughest schedules, but it builds champions, end quote. So I told you. This is me talking to you now. That recruits like the fact that USC is ditching the Pac-12. It matters. Joining the big conference is having a difference. So anytime you want the best to come to USC, you've got to play the best. David just told you that. He's looking for the best competition he founded at USC. When you want America's number one sports book, you need to head on over to FanDuel. because of FanDuel, baseball season is here, it's in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So go ahead, take your first swing 
at betting Major League Baseball, do it on FanDuel. And then, as a new customer, you're going to get 10 times your first bet. That's 10 times the amount you bet, up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks, and you're going to land $200 in bonus bets if you win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting on everything, from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit that first home run in the game. And you can do that all on an app that's super safe, super secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. I need to make sure you everydayers check out our next episode of Locked on USC tomorrow because I have more recruiting news updates coming up tomorrow. If you're not an everydayer, become one. It's easy. Just tune in. Now, this is something that I would typically say for my Friday rant segment. If you're looking at today's rundown, I got something up there called off-season bulletin board material. Well, there was no way in hell I was going to let this slide for a week. Apparently, there's a Pac-12 coach out there who has some strong opinions regarding USC. We're going to refer to him as Coach Anonymous because he didn't want to divulge his name. So Coach Anonymous from the Pac-12 said the following in a recent Athlon magazine interview. Quote, on defense... There, he's referring to USC, still really susceptible, and you can push them around. I think they kept Alex Grinch because he's a great culture guy and a big motivator, and he can recruit. But they haven't added enough to where the perception has been changed. You can run on their front seven. You can beat them up. End quote. Now, look, whether he is right or wrong, everyone is entitled to an opinion. And I, don't even, and I don't even mind the criticisms because if we're looking at last year, he's right. But if you want to pass judgment, then own it. Don't hide behind anonymity. The Italian evaluator who was passing judgment, he decided to continue. Coaches are talent evaluators, so at least they consider themselves talent evaluators. He continued, quote, it's, it's a strange case where this is the most talented team in the league for sure. And I'm emphasizing this part here, underlining it. But I don't know a lot of coaches who would pick these guys over Utah after playing a full season. So there's still that. There's still that stigma that they're, they're, a, they're the sports car that can break down on you. They're a step behind Utah and maybe Washington as far as a complete team the coach said to the Trojans. Offensively, though, they might be the best team in the country, end quote. So that part that I underlined, that I emphasized, but I don't know a lot of coaches who would pick these guys over Utah after playing a full season. Uh, talking about calling, I mean, you want to talk about calling out a team's toughness? There it is. I mean, shot across the bow. 
I mean, that part about, I don't know a lot of coaches who would pick these guys over Utah after playing a full season. Okay. Maybe Coach Anonymous forgot all about those defensive parts that Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, that they're adding during this offseason. Because, let's be honest, there's going to be a difference between the 2023 Trojans, that sports car model that's coming up, and last year's version. And it's going to start up front. It's going to start with Keon Bars, Bear Alexander, Jack Sullivan, Anthony Lucas. Let's continue with the front seven. Mason Cobbett, linebacker. Healthier versions of Eric Gentry and Shane Lee. Look, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Me false. It doesn't matter which Pac-12 assistant head coach thought it would be a good idea to give USC bulletin board material. It's done. It's out there. So I guess the question is, why speak out? Why poke the bear that has the most talent than any other team? Why offer that challenge? I mean, why would an opposing coach, as I just said, admittedly, with less talent than USC, pass on public judgment attempting to point out USC, the Trojans' Achilles heel? What is that accomplishing? Perhaps it's because coaches don't see themselves as being opinionated, but instead they see themselves as talent evaluators, like I said just a few minutes ago. Here's, as you, if you're not aware, let me, let me remind people, when I'm not doing Locked on USC every day, five times, well, five times a week, I'm over on WeRSC.com. I put out three opinion articles a week. As I, I also cover the team in person at practice, and I sit in the press box during the games. So this is how I um, this is how I ended my Sunday takeaway article called Sunday's Takeaway. Mark Twain summed up the dangers of passing judgment when he wrote, quote, "The common eye sees only the outside of things." and judges by that. But the seeing eye pierces through and reads the heart and the soul. So to, to whoever it felt necessary to judge anonymously, don't be too fast to judge the heart and soul of USC football, especially when it's alive, it's healthy, and it's running at full strength. And they're investing everything they can into recruiting making sure this team is going to be better than the 2022 version that had probably the best offense in the country and is going to have the best offense in the country in 2023. Now they're bringing in the right parts for the defense. The technology part of USC's summer training, it, it's showing up on the internet. Yeah, there's a theme to this to this Monday's episode of Locked on USC, as you can tell. Um, I don't know if you, if you've had if you've been hanging out, watching social media. 
it's out there. USC is putting up um, their bigger, faster, stronger numbers, speed numbers, maximum velocity numbers. There's videos of counting on bars, ripping off 29 bench press reps. Oh, by the way, that's 225 pounds, 29 times. And he was doing it with ease. You can see a video of Jerry Kingston doing squats, standing behind him, Mason Murphy, guiding him along. This is, this is your team working behind the scenes, getting bigger, faster, stronger. But I want to point out these speed stats. These are USC maximum velocity miles per hour from June 30th. I'm just going to rattle off some names and numbers here. Miles per hour run, Damani Jackson, 23 and a half. He's coming off ACL. He's pretty close to 100%. Maybe, maybe stronger, maybe better. He's definitely faster. Brendan Rice, 22.6. Zachariah Branch, 22.4. What's scary about that is Brendan Rice is bigger than Zach Branch. Velocity. E equals MC squared. Rayleigh Brown, 22.1. Romello Height, 21.9. Prophet Brown, 21.9. Zamarian Gordon, 21.7. Christian Roland Wallace, kind of slow at 21.5. <laughs> Mario Williams, 21.5. Makai Lemon, 21.3. Kalen Bullock, 21.3. Freshman Christian Pierce, 21 flat. So a flying 10... USC Analytics, if you want to follow somebody with these types of numbers, head on over to Twitter, look up USC Analytics. Great stuff. A flying 10 is a 10-yard sprint of maximum velocity after, after a build-up sprint. Defensive lineman Keon Bars hit 20.1 miles per hour. Compare that to the 22.5 hit by skilled players like Rayleigh Brown, Zach Branch, Damani Jackson. <laughs> that's um, that's freaky. Big people <laughs> should not be able to run that fast. And when somebody that big and that fast hits you, you're going to feel it. It's going to leave an impression. It's going to hurt. Look, at the top of the show... I was spoofing the $6 million man TV show. But those numbers that I just showed, that I just kind of went over with you, those are freakish. Espe like I said, especially when you start factoring in the size of some of those guys. So yeah, USC is definitely bigger, they're faster, and they're stronger in 2023. Now we just have to kind of wait for those pads to come on in the fall and see if they can play physical and not get pushed around like a certain anonymous coach still believes. All right. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. All of your, uh, this is where you're going to come. This is where you come to get all of your complete no news, notes, recruiting information, inside information, and you're getting it from somebody who covers the team. 
on the practice field, in the press box, talks to the players, talks to the coaches. That's why you come here. So thanks again for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. We're part of the Locked on Network, your source for USC information every single day. So until our next episode, everyone, you know what to do.